go get my stretcher. We will get her inside and make her as comfortable as we can. The boys ran into the house. Just then, Lisa saw the officer crossing the street to see what the commotion was about. They were just about to lift the stretcher off the truck when he spoke. What has happened? Everyone knew he had been with her earlier in the afternoon. Looks like some wild animals got hold of her, said Doc. The officer looked down at her. His face went red with anger. He turned on his heel and walked away without a word. Come on now, gently, gently, said Doc. The boys were finding it hard to contain themselves. She might not be a blood sister, but they loved her just the same. This is not the time, said Lisa. It will come. Paula was now on Doc's plinth. Leave me to do the best I can. Go home. She will need your strength if she's to get through this. I will come back and sit with her through the night, volunteered Lisa. No, I will need you more tomorrow. I'll have calls to make, Doc answered. They all did as they were asked. Heading out into the last of the evening light, they stopped as they saw two soldiers being marched into the centre of the village square. They were forced to kneel and to keep their hands on their heads. The officer now walked across the square towards the kneeling soldiers. One by one he shot them in the back of the head, turned and walked away without a word. Don't worry, you'll get yours too, said Ben. Nobody contradicted him. Doc stitched what he could, gave her the little morphine he had left. He spent the night by her side, never taking his eyes off her, hoping she would at least open her eyes for a moment. Things weren't looking good. Oh God, I feel so cold and miserable, thought Kay. She felt herself standing up, but not herself. A beautiful, warm glow filled her, unlike anything she'd ever felt before. I've done it again, except it's different. I am the one needing help and healing. You are safe within me, she heard a deep, mellow voice say. Settle and be at peace for a while. I will lie down and we will sleep. We both know there is nothing to fear. When we wake up, you can take your time looking around. Kay fell into a peaceful sleep. When she woke, she could look around. She was shocked at what she saw. Uh, What year is it? asked Kay. You are in the ninth century. You are not the first in your family to have the gift. We hope you will not be the last, said the Columban monk dressed in brown, his hood up to help keep his head warm as he stood engraving a bronze plate. Why am I here? 
asked Kay. You're going through a lot of strife in your life at the moment. I thought it was a good time to grow your wisdom. You have a lot of work ahead of you. You've met Mary. She has the greater job. She will need all the support you can give. He lifted the bronze plate up, blew the loose scrapings off and brought it to the windowless window. As he went over to the big table, placing the finished plate, he said, another one done. Oh my God, it's the Book of Kells. He lifted his head and looked and stared straight ahead for a moment. No, sorry, I just thought of something. She knew enough not to bring any unnecessary memories to life in the wrong time. He put the plate on the table. Your work is so beautiful. Sometimes I wonder if we will ever get to finish it and bind it. Kay had to bite her tongue. 